All right, friends, today we're diving into your real questions. What do you do when your husband has a female friend you're not comfortable with? What do you do if physical touch is your love language and you all are not having sex? So today it's questions like those as well as um, a conversation about the thing between your legs and the thing between your head. So essentially purity in your mind, in your body. <laughs> I hope that was not an overly complex intro, but you get the gist. That's what we're talking about today. My name is Fopsy and this is Jeff Fopsy. So let's get right into it. When it comes to purity, let's first talk about what it's not. It's not just a conversation about how far is too far or what boundaries should you have. I think it's holistically about honoring God with your body, with your mind and developing, you know, self-control. Striving for purity builds self-control in many ways because it often means you're going contrary to what your body feels like doing naturally. Where that is, why do we get horny if we're not supposed to be having sex yet? I always used to ask that question and I still kind of ask it like, like, <laughs> why do we have to exercise self-control? But yeah, I imagine that we get hungry sometimes and doesn't mean we need to eat everything. And it's almost like you might be hungry when you're outside, but doesn't mean you're going to bend down and start eating the grass. Like, because you know there's a, there's a way to eat and not to eat. And I don't know if this example works. But hey, it's kind of one of the ways I used to try to convince myself that, hey, pornography and masturbation are actually not a a replacement for sex. And I should add, this is probably rated 18. So um, listen if you're an older audience. When it comes to purity, it's about honoring God, disciplining yourself and honoring marriage, whether you're in it or not. So that can mean honoring your future partner or honoring the institution of marriage that God has created and just like leaving people that are married alone and not like not being unnecessarily close to people of the opposite sex that have partners themselves. To help us have this conversation today, we're going to take a couple questions and I have thought through them a bit and then we'll come back to wrap on a few thoughts on purity. But I feel like this is a conversation that we can keep having forever. So there'll probably be times that we bring it up again. The first question I'm taking today is what to do when a lot of women like or try to attract your partner? Very interesting question. So here's my thing. An attractive person to you is also likely attractive to other people. So so long as people like good things, there'll always be the chance that someone else is attracted to your partner. Just have to, you have to like make peace with that because they're not the only one that likes good things is how you should see this. The same way you saw them and like their body, like their face, like their attitude, liked everything about them. People can see that too. So so long as people have eyes, they have um, the ability to sense good things, you are in for a treat. There are a couple ways to handle this. And the first one is to choose to trust your partner. Like, yeah, that's just what it is. Whatever you saw in them, other people can see too. So you can't really gorge out everybody else's eyes. So you kind of have to make peace with that. But there's more to it. Has your partner done anything in the past to break your trust or to make you feel like this sense of insecurity about him and other women? Because if, if that hasn't been the case, you have to choose to trust your partner. You have to remember why you chose them and um, believe that they have the self-control. You can also bring it up to them, you know, and ask, address specific concerns. If there have been specific things that have happened that have made you a bit insecure, you can raise it up. But don't be... Don't be attack attacking. What is the word to describe that? Don't come on like 
like you're trying to fight them or something like that just have a conversation that hey wow you're really a ladies man people just love you and like ah you say i'm a fine boy now what do you expect but then also say you know what boundaries can we put in place to just make sure that you're not overly exposing um yourself to well let's take that back because exposing yourself means something else let's put boundaries in place to make sure that you're guiding your you're guarding yourself but then also address your own insecurity are you just like jealous maybe something has happened in the past that made you that is making you jealous um, maybe with a past partner or maybe with this one and if you can name what is happening then you can help address specifically what's happening and then maybe you can take think objectively about what's happening and see if there are specific things you can have conversations about like hmm, i think you and x person are getting a little close um um do you are you guys working together on a project and you know ask questions and just understand what's happening and really listen to them and it, it's interesting that i'm giving this advice for this question because there's a similar question later down as well that um has someone with similar concerns but this person specifically with your partner attracting other people or being having other women that are attracted to them is not something they're doing it sounds like something that you have to make peace with like you're with a beautiful person with a handsome person so you should expect that people will see that beauty as well so have a conversation about boundaries address your own insecurities choose to trust your partner and like because don't be a hawk like have a life of your own right do your own part to enjoy your life to invest in yourself to boost your own self-confidence you know like it's a good time to explore your own interests develop new skills invest in your own well-being really focus on your personal growth when you do this you build confidence and become more secure within your own self and your relationship so it helps to start to yourself and figure out why am I feeling this way. But don't gaslight yourself as well. If there are specific things you've seen that are making you anxious, then obviously you should address them. And then invest in the relationship rather than investing in what other people are feeling about your husband or your partner or, or what they, they what, how they're looking at them. Make sure you're spending some of that time also just nurturing your relationship. It is normal for your your beautiful partner to be seen by other people as well the only problem is if your partner is reciprocating this um this attraction is he doing things to lead them on as well or are you just being a bit cautious so rein yourself in a little bit if it's the latter um express your concerns because sometimes you have an intuition that is really powerful but like make sure you're not like accusing them of something that they haven't done so check yourself as well it's a very delicate dance is what i would say um but do yourself the favor of trusting your partner and investing in the things you can control like your relationship and your own self-confidence okay i hope that helped you now the second question is similar but a little different what do you do when your husband has a female friend you're not comfortable with and you've complained ceaselessly to no avail? Instead, it has caused a huge gap. So that first question was almost like it was a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. This second one sounds like it's a marriage. So there is more at stake. And this person has vocalized their um, displeasure with a specific person. So it's not like generally, again, like the first one. So it's more specific. I say like it, it sucks that you've spoken to your husband and he's not he's not taking you seriously. It's very annoying to feel like somebody is ignoring you when you have a valid concern. 
And like I was saying earlier, the woman's intuition is very real. <laughs> like sometimes we can spot things from a mile out just because we are more attentive to things happening we know our female species our fellow women we know how we behave so like you can tell things that might fly over men's heads so you really might have a valid point but before i even get into your specific situation i want to just broadly say that when i think of men i think there are at least two classes reasonable men and unreasonable men i hope that you have married a reasonable man because a reasonable man loves and respects his wife and cares about doing what's best for his family. In that case, honestly, it shouldn't be more than saying, hey, I'm not liking how close you're getting to Esco her Eve. And I'd like you to put some space between your, I, I trust you and I believe that you will always do what's best for our family. But she's, she's, your relationship feels like it's getting too close and I'm not hundred percent sure i trust her even though i trust you and i mean it might be a difficult conversation to have because it can be like are you insinuating that i I don't have self-control blah 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 and you can just honestly say hey i trust you but even the best of us are still human beings and that means that we have weaknesses that we might not be able to spot it means that we don't have to put our hand in fire before we see whether we get burnt or anything like that so you can you can say as your wife, I love you too much to stand by when I feel something is getting serious. And you have to have like concrete reasons. Don't just make a mountain out of a molehill, right? Or it can be more subtle than that. It can be more like you put boundaries in place. Like, hey, maybe after certain times, like what are you talking about after nine o'clock in the night? Like there's just how important is this? Is this person his, his boss at the office? Even his boss, her tenor ends at 5 p.m. So like what's going on exactly but then also have a conversation exactly back to the point of what's going on exactly give your husband an opportunity to share his perspective on the situation and i know it can be hard when you really feel something strongly but actively listen to his thoughts and feelings without interrupting or being um, defensive about the whole thing and try to really understand his point of view and find a place where you can agree on discuss your boundaries and you know what you allow or not allow as a as a as a family this is why i really think that the the stuff we talk about before your relationship starts is important these are some things that you know we talked about loosely in my family about boundaries and honestly it's not like i remember them now per se but we just practice them like there's a way you should be treating yourself as a married person like you shouldn't be acting single like you should wear your ring there's certain communication that you should say, oh, I'm sorry about that, but perhaps you can share this with, you know, one of your close female friends. Like, don't entertain all the all the kinds of gist. Like, there's some places you should just should not be because, like, okay, what good thing happens out in a club after 12, 12, uh, 12 in the night? Like, there's just things like that. And then if it's more subtle things like, oh, this person is his secretary at work, there's a way they're treating each other you just don't like. Because you are, you come first, your family's priorities. So, like, this should not be a thing that you're dragging with them. But I understand that there's also unreasonable people. And if you have married an unreasonable man, there's only two things I can recommend for you prayer and professional help. And I'm, um, I'm neither of those. Pray to God and seek professional help. I also want to do- touch on something I kind of briefly heard. And it's the piece about nagging. Nagging is unappealing, honestly. And it is possible that he cannot hear you objectively over the sound of your nagging. So do your very best to calm all the way down. There are too many verses in Proverbs about nagging and how 
it's better to live on the rooftop or at the corner of a roof than a house with a nagging woman. So your nagging can also be contributing to what is making him go to his female friend that is causing him stress. Actually, I don't want to say that because I hate when I turn when people turn um when people make excuses for bad behavior. So but I'm saying that nagging is a real thing that is annoying. So as much as I don't want to make excuses for for bad behavior, don't be a nag. Try to pick a good time to have a conversation about this like feed the person well feed, like have make make it a downtime where you can have a conversation say hey there's something i've been thinking about that i really want to talk to you before you even raise this conversation up pray about it you'll be surprised that the holy spirit might tell you ways to talk about it or not talk about it he might instead give you tactics to do and i i, I the holy spirit is interesting in the way he intervenes in the affairs of our lives if we submit things to him i heard one time someone say that think of the holy spirit as your senior partner so really raise it to him the senior partner this one has passed me what do I do here? So pray about it as well. Um, but avoid nagging. If you say something three times, four times, they've heard you. If they've not heard you, it's not the fifth time that will make them hear you. So start to pray about it and start to like ask God what we would have you do about it. But I'm also concerned that you've, you've had this conversation all this while, even though it might have been nagging and like he hasn't listened. So um, my, I would ask you to pray that the enemy would not to use any cracks to create a rift between you meaning that when the enemy sees a crack and doesn't make any wider 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 so pray about it take this seriously as something that god might have you want to have you pray about now why am i talking about all this when i'm talking about purity because as you can see attraction keeping your mind pure maintaining good boundaries it does not end when you are dating it continues when you found somebody to um to to to, to be exclusive with it continues when you find somebody to marry it goes on so we always have to be cognizant of how we are guarding our hearts and our minds even for a self-control part like honoring yourself even before honoring god although honoring god comes first because we believe in god and our lives are his yes but even in just like i'm a person who is faithful to my spouse i'm a person who um does not go out of my way to lead people on i'm, I'm a person who has integrity and i just do not cheat i do not have lax boundaries like don't you want to be that kind of person yeah um the third one is about dating and then we we'll return to purity so if physical touch is your love language what are the things you can do or boundaries you shouldn't cross in a dating relationship where you are abstaining from sex if all you think about is abstaining from sex it will be hard to abstain because if i tell you right now don't think about a pink elephant you probably thought about it make it that make sure that it's not the only thing you're thinking about but there are also many, many simple ways to enjoy physical touch that don't require sex. Like, I have a guide called, you know, five ways or like the five love languages and ways to express them. And it's a free guide that you can download. I'll put a link in the description. Um, you can hold hands. You can hug. You can run errands together. You can make sure that you are available or they're available to you as well when, you know, you need physical comfort. You can express that you really like, you know, being held but like i would suggest doing this in like semi-public environments meaning that like in a restaurant in a mall where your roommate is around because if you're doing all this cuddling cuddling too much before you have stories hmm. another interesting one from my guide that i was telling you to download it's based on you know the five love languages is you can buy tactile gifts like a fluffy robe or an extra soft sheet and like you know it, it would make you think about the person that bought it for you when 
you have them on so like it's a it's a proxy essentially for physical touch so physical touch really can be explicit like you know holding hands giving a massage but it can also be implicit like the gift one or like being around each other or like just being close essentially so express your need for physical touch but also explore other ways to experience them beyond um beyond touching each other and then practically i can tell you to um, read the book five love languages it's a great book and i have a an episode i did earlier about it so you can check that out and pick some points from it but more importantly be sure to download the guide it has more points on the different five love languages and how to express them physical touch words of affirmation um quality time gift giving and acts of service so most of us have at least one that is dominant and then my final point on this one is you definitely have other ways you receive love as well this might be your primary one but don't neglect the other ones it's still it might be if you like physical touch, there's a good chance that you might like quality time as well. So you can enjoy each other by spending time together. You might enjoy um, their attention. So having them pay attention to you can make you feel loved as well. So don't limit yourself to, oh my God, physical touch is my love language. So I can't get any other kind of love. You know, gifts can be a way. Just everybody wants to be loved. While you have a dominant one, you might have other ones that are also ways in which you can receive love if you train yourself to do that. So do that. Okay, I want to finish out my thoughts on purity with a couple points. To be honest with you, when I was single, and even now sometimes, there are a lot of laws and that God has given us that I'm just like, God, okay, but why? And like, sometimes my husband and I get into conversations and I'm asking him questions and he's like, fuck, I don't know, that one is between you and God. Because I have questions about a lot of things. And one of them is, why did you allow us to have sexual urges if we we would not be able to express them before marriage? Or like, why would you put two people that have different levels of sexual urges together? Like, what are we supposed to do? There's stuff like that. Or even just general things like, why do you care so much about sex and how we express it when there are bigger problems in the world? And I know that I may not have answers in this world and I'm okay with that. But I I really believe in honoring god even though i don't understand it i know that's kind of an interesting one that i have made peace with Um, i don't understand it all but i still believe in honoring god and that's reason enough but even if i did not believe in honoring god i still believe i would have um i would save sex for marriage here's why i think i just don't like the idea of sharing my body with different people like it just feels like i don't want to do that i don't like the idea of having somebody i have I want exclusively as mine being shared with other people. It's, it is not something that I would like. I like the idea of being able to control myself. Like I, I have control over my activities. I'm not just jumping on this person because I locked eyes with them across the hall, like they do in movies. So like the self-discipline reason compels me. All that to say, the reasons for purity are at least threefold in my head, honoring God because God commands it. So I'm doing it because God commands it and I am I believe in honoring God. I'm doing it because I want to honor myself and I think of myself as someone with integrity and somebody who has self-control. And finally, I want to honor the institution of marriage that I believe God authored and my partner who is in it with me. And I do not, whether that means I'm single and I'm thinking about my future partner that if I don't marry this person I'm dating, would I want... Um, 
like to dishonor my future partner in this way would i want to be messing with somebody's future husband in this way and i know it's hard though because when congee which is horniness strikes all these thoughts just sometimes fly away so for those reasons i say it is helpful for you to know yourself i practically said i know myself i know that I, I cannot be getting close to somebody and I want to have sex with them. So if I'm going to date you, let it be serious because we're looking towards marriage and let's not waste too much time. And I kind of landed there after a little bit of, let's call it experimentation. You don't have to get to experimentation because I can save you the experiment now and just tell you that if you know yourself that you are on the... <laughs> Let me not say that on a podcast platform, please. If you know yourself, let's just leave it at that. If you know yourself... Um, create boundaries that help you to stay stay pure. You don't have to watch everything of TV. You know, everything is lawful, but not everything exped- is expedient, is the way the Bible says it. The fact that you can technically watch any show doesn't mean you should. The fact that you have the right to follow anyone on social media doesn't mean you should. I know people that regularly ditch social media and take breaks, and I know people that are not even on social media at all. I know it sounds mind-boggling, but there are people like that. So people who have said, hey, the Bible says if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Well, it doesn't say it exactly like that, but it essentially tells you if something is being a source of sin, you can remove it. And social media is honestly not that big to just remove totally if it's um, causing you stress. Or you can block certain people as well. If you also know yourself, you can know to not play with fire. Don't be doing how far is too far. And you can also say, hey, if I don't plan to serve God with my singleness for a long while, maybe I should get deliberate about meeting somebody to marry because that's a safe place to explore sexuality. But don't get married just for, for the sake of sex because there are other things there as well. So make sure that you're ready for all the other things the marriage comes with. And then getting practical also means speaking to somebody who has also chosen by themselves to have these boundaries because you know that you cannot ex- you cannot explore dating for a year, for months, for two years with somebody who you're the one that is now you know, having faith for two of you, it is not practical to be the one that is dragging them along. Find somebody who believes the same thing as you and who you can gently come up with boundaries with. And the final bit is think about marriage. Yes. If you desire marriage, walk towards it. If you think like a Christian about marriage, you know that you should honor the institution of marriage. The marriage bed is undefiled. And that means that you honor marriage even when you're a single person and married people are behaving silly around you and trying to toast you you don't you don't entertain it at all because you honor marriage if you think about marriage as well you can think about how massive the idea is of joining your life with someone forever and that should make it easy for you to wait till you find someone who's on the same page with you about your values to measure life with someone so the more you think about marriage and the grandness of it the better your resolve to um take things seriously and find somebody who you can do this forever with um, should be the more you should safeguard yourself from things that give you a taste of the unity and oneness of marriage like sex but not the commitment of it is, is how I would say it you know how I was reading from that guide a couple episodes ago and this is the bit about purity but I didn't want to read the whole guide this time around I wanted to talk about real things but here's a bit I wanted to share with you and these are by Susan Hedley in her article on Leaving the Edge, which is in that pamphlet on A Girl's Guide to Marrying Well that I will also link below. It's free. You can get that as well on boundless.org. Putting our sexuality under Christ's lordship is a lifelong discipline. 
whether single or married. I know I have struggled with purity issues just as much outside of marriage and relationships as in them. The impurity just manifests itself in different ways. Lose sexual boundaries in a dating relationship or even engagement relationship will carry over into marriage. Adultery, pornography, abuse and all types of sexual dysfunction plague Christian marriages and families and these are simply behaviours that overflow from a heart where sexuality has not been brought under Christ's control. A heart where gratification trumps Christ's way. A heart where gratification trumps God's way. So hey, back to honouring God and thinking about him. And honestly, I like that bit about lose sexual boundaries in dating carryover. It's the same nonsense that you ex- you allow. Like That's why I cannot fathom somebody cheats on you while dating and you think, oh, he will just get over it. You'll just get over it in marriage or like we start having sex in dating anybody. And yeah, sure, he should be able to keep it together after. Like, I just think the discipline you experience is not just for now. It's also for later. If you have to leave apart, if you have to travel, if you have to abstain from sex from a little while after you have kids, all of this carry over. And even if you choose um, not to do it for God, choose to do it for yourself. And then hopefully God will convince you along the way um, of his sovereignty. I have decided that submitting to God is like a choice. It's not... Like, it's faith. You you believe by faith. Like, it's possible for it not to all make sense to you, but you just choose to believe that, hey, this is what I'm going to believe. So on that note, um, all I can say is, I guess, stay pure and enjoy your summer. Keep it as, keep it a holy summer, holy girl summer, holy boy summer. Um, instead of holy girl summer, that's kind of what it is. My name is Fakwe. This was Dear Fopsy, a podcast about relationships and stories of resilience. I've missed having guests, but I'm also so busy with work this summer that um, this is kind of what I can afford at the time. If you're going to be in Ottawa on in June, I'm going to be in June. Oh, gosh, I'm going to be in Ottawa June 24th. So you can come hang with me at my father's house. It's an RCCG parish and the flyer for the event will be on my Instagram highlights. And I'm at Fopsy the Great on Instagram. So follow me over there and enjoy um, i'd love to see you guys if you come around let me know you're a listener to the podcast as always thank you everybody for your love your reviews your follows this was an audio episode i don't have any video to go with it but i probably will put it up as a video if you've enjoyed this let me know what you enjoyed let me know what your struggles with purity are as well i'm going to leave a question box in the spotify questions and you can let me know your thoughts until next time this is dear fopsy and be sure to spread it spread the word share this with someone else who might enjoy it all right stay pure bye